my name is Scott Chaloner and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on another bleak wintry morning here in the capital today, but joining me on today's show to hopefully add a little bit of warmth and brightness to affairs is Thomas Gabriel, the founder of planning consultancy Gabriel Planning Solutions, situated in nearby Hertfordshire. Uh, Thomas, very warm welcome to yourself this morning, and by all means, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show. Thank you. Good morning. It's a real pleasure having you join us on the uh, the programme, Thomas. Um, now, um, just to contextualise for some of those regular listeners that might not be familiar with yourself and your business, um, you are the founder of your own planning consultancy, Gabriel Planning Solutions, of course, but you have quite the extensive background in sort of town and urban planning, don't you? I believe I'm right in saying. That is correct. I, I studied uh, town planning at university uh, in the 90s. Yeah, fantastic. And um, was I right in saying as well that you sort of worked for sort of several local planning authorities before opting to sort of open your own business as well? That, that is correct. I've worked for 12 or 13 different local authorities over 22, 23 years. Uh, and I've been running my own consultancy, Cable Planning Institutions, for the last 11 or 12 years. Mm, very interesting. And what was it that sort of made the penny drop or made that decision that, you know, going into business for yourself and opening your own practice was probably going to be the way forward for you? Initially, it was um, an interest, a, a desire to work from the other side. Having worked for a number of local authorities up until 12 years ago or so, I, I, I enjoy working for local authorities, but it was an interest to see how we can work from the other side, from the private side, from the of submitting planning applications, which got me involved, um, mm. doing appeals and work against those authorities and submitting applications to those authorities, and which I, which I've found very interesting since. And I can imagine that, obviously, being on both sides of the coin, let's say, having sort of experienced the one side and also the private planning side, um, that's probably given you sort of a fresh perspective, hasn't it, over the years? And would you say that you've kind of learnt a lot from the experience of having worked on sort of both sides of the equation? That is, that is very true. Um, it has been very good experience, um, very good grounding within local authorities to get the idea of the planning system and how it all works. It's also been very good experience working from the other side as to how uh, commission applications work and how people who have submitted applications to those authorities expect those authorities to behave, want them to behave, uh, and to consider their applications. It's a very good experience. I can certainly imagine so. And uh, just because a lot of those listeners that tune into the podcast do tend to be of that kind of younger entrepreneurial mindset themselves, I obviously know that every single business is very different. But having sort of gone out there and opened your own practice successfully, what from your experience would you say are some of the key pieces of advice that a young person with that big idea to own their own business or run their own organization what advice do you feel that they should heed to really sort of start on that road to success as it were perseverance stick with it it's it's quite tough uh certainly when i started i, I didn't have much work at all um working as a, as a private planning consultant um but over the years, that's built up uh, and and keeps me busy, you know, 24-7. I have plenty of work going. But initially, there was not that much work. It's perseverance. It's trying to keep people happy. It's trying to provide the, the, the best service you can uh, within the time frames that you have that, that, that got me going. I, I suspect it will help many other people. Mm. 
very sound advice indeed. And obviously talking about the volume of work, um, I can imagine that that has been affected somewhat by the events of the uh, the last couple of years. And I feel it would be remiss of us not to, of course, touch on the COVID-19 pandemic and the impact that that's had on obviously so many industries, but specifically yours as well. Um, when sort of the initial lockdown first sort of came into place way back in uh, March 2020, seems like a long time ago now, um, what were some of the initial operational challenges that you sort of found yourself facing? Initially, work dried up. There was, uh, I've had a fairly steady fair work over a number of years, but it, it dried up somewhat over the first three, four months of the pandemic. Um, but I think as people got used to the idea of, well, okay, I can't move, I've got to stay where I am, they put more planning applications in to whichever local authority um, and required planning consultant advice before that. Certainly, I do know that many authorities, many local planning authorities, have experienced a surge in planning applications, particularly over the last year, um, because more people have decided to stay where they are rather than move home, therefore extend their home, uh, requiring planning applications. Um, but the experience I've had is, is okay, it's slowed down initially first three, four, five months, and then it picks up and has kept going since. That's good. So it's obviously really positive to hear that the work is obviously starting to sort of accumulate now and we're kind of pushing full steam ahead over the uh, the course of the uh, the next few months um, as well as we start to emerge from the acute phase of uh, COVID. Um, thinking back to obviously when the work sort of started to pick up um, a little bit again, um, was it easy kind of making that transition from sort of having less volume of work to things kind of picking up and almost going full steam ahead again? Was it sort of quite, was it a simple transition, sort of getting back to the way things were, or did it take some sort of bedding in from your perspective again? It, it didn't take any real effort at all. There's things that slowed down, but then it picked up. I'm I'm one to uh, take on whatever work comes my way when it comes my way. Um, uh, I didn't find any trouble adjusting to picking up speed, having slowed down a little bit in the first few months. There's no, no mm. trouble there at all. That's, that's, that's really positive. And when things did sort of initially slow down in that perspective, um, was it easy to kind of maintain morale in-house and just sort of kind of keep that sort of spirit of hope there that, you know, eventually we will kind of ride the storm of this and the work is going to start trickling back in and we are going to end up full steam ahead? Because I can imagine in the early weeks there was sort of a significant amount of anxiety over what might happen. Yes. Initially, of course, no one knew uh, how long the pandemic would last and what effect it would have on businesses and so on, with furlough and with, with all sorts of other um, economic impacts. Uh, yes, things slowed down for me in the first few months. I didn't know where it was going, but unfortunately um, it picked up. I, I'm not one to, to worry too much, to get stressed by these things. Uh, I just, just took it as it came and fortunately it did pick up. Are there any sort of personal techniques that you do use to kind of make sure that that sort of stress of a crisis situation doesn't affect you? Because obviously sort of CEO burnout, director burnout is a very, very real thing in sort of situations like this. And some have found it sort of harder than others to kind of cope with that. Um, But it seems that you sort of adapted to the situation quite well. Are there any sort of secrets behind that, do you feel? No, it's just the way I am, I think. I'm, I'm a fairly relaxed, easy and sort of person and if life deals me a, a bad card, I'll take it and then wait, wait until things pick up. That's, that's just how I am. Just taking it all in your stride as it were and um, obviously um, I appreciate that you've kind of 
ridden the uh, the wave as it were and everything's kind of fallen into place for you with the work starting to come back and now things are looking uh, quite positive again but from sort of that initial experience where everything dried up and you were having to kind of find that way through is there anything that maybe you feel you've come away from the pandemic having learned about sort of yourself your own resilience and also that of your colleagues as well um I don't think so in terms of myself, because I say I'm I'm a fairly relaxed, easy and sort of person. Um, I will do the work as it comes in, as I'm able to. Uh, Yes, things slow down initially, but then they pick up. Um, I have the capacity to do the work as it picked up, as it came in. Um, In other people's situations, I would say do the same. Uh, Do what you can when you can. Um, Particularly the start of the pandemic or after five or six months, you don't know whether it was going to slow down again or pick up again. Keep going as best you can. Keep your head up, keep your chin up and, and crack on with it. That's what I did mm. and it seems to have served me well. Yeah, it seems to have kind of worked well that you've kind of given everybody that sort of flexibility, that free reign. And I think when you know, the culture of a business shows that, you know, you prioritise kind of the well-being of the people that you work with and you sort of give them that flexibility to do things as and when they can. I mean, I think that pays dividends, doesn't it, in the sense that when the chips are down in certain periods, those that you work with, your colleagues, they'll kind of bring out the best in themselves and they will go above and beyond for you as and when they need to. And that seems to have really been the case uh, with your business and how you've addressed this whole thing. Yes, I would agree. Um, uh, the people I know in, in planning, the people I, I, I've worked with, um, generally have that mindset. Uh, it serves me, and I think it serves them. And I suppose it shows as well, just going back to kind of what we said earlier about the fundamentals of building a business, I suppose it shows the value, doesn't it, of making sure that when you sort of build your organisation, you have that right team of people around you who in situations such as this, they are going to muck in and they are going to bring the best out in themselves because I suppose from a leadership perspective, you're only really as effective as that team that you build around you, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Having having supportive colleagues, uh, friends and colleagues is is very helpful. Um, Not just in terms of work and and bringing the business in and and, and, and providing the results, but also for morale. Uh, Certainly in the first few months of pandemic that was uh, very useful very helpful exactly right because when it comes to support especially within sort of a big or even small organization like it's it's not just down to sort of the leader is it to kind of look after everyone and kind of show support for their colleagues i mean it does work vice versa doesn't it and i think this is where you know we're seeing at the moment that people are really starting to appreciate their leadership showing that kind of transparency, that vulnerability. And that's something that I suppose we've become very, very self-aware of over the last couple of years, isn't it? That even in our leadership roles, we're not infallible. We don't always have all of the answers. And I think showing that vulnerability, actually, whereas we might have feared going into the pandemic that that might have been a bit of a negative thing, it's ended up proving to be something quite positive, hasn't it, in a way? Not everyone has the answers to everything. Um, be there at whatever level within an organisation, you can't know everything. Um, relying on colleagues, friends, people you work with, uh, is, is to my mind invaluable. Very helpful in running a business uh, and in life in general. Mm, exactly right. And 
I guess I'm talking about kind of not having all of the answers. I guess it's sort of suffices to say as well that, again, for those sort of younger people tuning in that may be wanting to start their own business, maybe setbacks and one or two disappointments are all part and parcel of the road to success, aren't they? And I suppose in some ways, I mean, in British culture, we do tend to shy away from failure a little bit and we view it as terminal, whereas... I suppose you have to go into it with more of a win or learn mentality, don't you? Especially when you're sort of starting out. Yes. Um, making mistakes or, or having planning applications refused or appeals dismissed is part of learning, is part of learning a business. Um, set out or start out in your own business uh, is a steep learning curve. You have setbacks, you have, you know, you make errors, there are issues that, that, that don't we'll see this part of the learning curve that is running a business invaluable experience it is exactly right and we talked an awful lot about sort of the past and what you've learned running your own business and how you've sort of negotiated the last couple of years so i think it's only right as well thomas that we do talk about the future now that hopefully it seems we're leaving the covid pandemic behind and over the next few months as we sort of continue to grapple with the challenges of 2022 and hopefully the post-covid world I'd be interested to understand just before we wrap things up, what are some of your real ambitions and priorities going to be over this uh, year? And what is it that you're really hoping to achieve at Gabriel Planning Solutions in the longer run? I suspect in the next few months, the number of planning applications that householders, that uh, commercial uh, developers will be looking to switch planning, uh, to local planning authorities uh, will maintain at a high level as they have increased over the past two years. Um, I expect and really hope that I will be able to maintain uh, my level of work in helping householders, commercial developers, with applications and, and, and feasible applications for those parties going in. My longer term uh, aspirations are to become fully reliant upon my business rather than having to my planning solutions business rather than having to support any other uh, elements of work but I have been doing so a little bit over the last couple of years and, and previously um, but as we move out of the pandemic I suspect that the development industry uh, will continue to grow the number of houses that um, local authorities need to provide uh, each year will continue to grow notwithstanding the uh, issues over the uh, prices and availability of building materials I suspect the planning applications will mm. continue to rise uh, and will keep uh, planning consultants busy. Very much so. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out with, obviously, the supply chain shortages in the equation. I mean, the government has spoken very, very clearly about its ambitions to sort of build back better, build us out of the uh, the effects of COVID from an economic perspective. So it's going to be a very, very busy time, it seems, for development, for planning. And that only bodes well for organisations such as your own, doesn't it? It's going to be quite an exciting time, it seems. Yes, yes, I suspect it will... Uh, I will busy over the coming months and hopefully years hopefully so uh, Thomas and I do certainly wish you were um, more the luck in the uh, the world with it and um, I suppose as the sort of mist starts to clear and we start to sort of get more of an idea of what sort of projects you're going to be working on I'd certainly welcome the opportunity to sort of bring you back onto the uh, the program if you would just to maybe talk about how the situation's unfolding and what's changed in the time uh, between our discussions certainly 
I'd r- certainly relish that opportunity myself. And uh, it's a shame we're just about out of time because it's a very fascinating topic and one that I can certainly talk to you all day about. But thank you so much uh, for your time and coming and joining us today, Tom. I really enjoyed it. And um, also, um, by all means, do take care and do stay safe with all that's still going on in the world as well, because we're not sort of quite clear of all of this yet, but I'm very confident that better days are certainly ahead of us for sure. Indeed. Thank you very much. It was an immense pleasure welcoming Thomas Gabriel, founder of Gabriel Planning Solutions, onto today's programme. And I do hope that everybody tuning in thoroughly enjoyed the interview just as much as I did. Um, if you are tuning in today and you do have your own business or organisation with its own story of success and innovation to share with us, then we here at the Leaders' Council, of course, want to hear from you too. So why not apply to be on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Um, Until next time, to all of our regular listeners, please do take care and goodbye.